Benoit, you've gone through a great deal in the past few months. But you have accomplished this only because I have allowed it. Triple H, your foolish rants have only pushed me harder. Face it, you were a pawn, a placeholder, while I took care of some unfinished business. It's mine. You had to know. And unfortunately for you, time is running out. No more distractions. Just you, me, and the World Heavyweight Championship. What are you waiting for, Hunter? You're finished. It's all over. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 57 of the Art Era podcast, the only place where we decipher and dictate the era that rose out of the ashes of attitude and delivered us Triple H versus Chris Benoit on pay-per-view for the first time ever, as today it is time for Vengeance 2004. As always, I am Dave and joining me, as always, is Big Sexy Michael Rag. Are you ready for Vengeance? I'm ready for Vengeance. Raw's been good these past few weeks, so hopefully it transpires onto the pay-per-view for well, we, we okay. shall see. We shall see. It is July the 11th, 2004. We are live from Hartford, Connecticut. As always, JR and Jim Ross will be providing the audio entertainment for our ears. Um, an audience of 7,000 people in attendance with 240,000 worldwide buys, which Michael was down from last year's Vengeance, which was 365,000 buys. That was a good show. That is a big drop, but in a positive way, we are 2,000 more buys up from our last pay-per-view, The Great American Bash. Do you know what that is, Michael? That is the Eugene effect. I think it might have to It's be. slow. <laughs> it's a little slow burner. It's not, we're not talking the Foley effect where like 150,000 more people tuned in. It's only 2,000, but 2,000 is better than no thousand. It's better than 1,000, better than zero. Exactly. Now, we both watched the network version of this event with a runtime of 2 hours, 37 minutes and 2 seconds. Three Michael, seconds. did you watch... <laughs> oh, shit, my bad. That one second makes all the difference. <laughs> one more second of Triple H celebrating. Well, you never know. <laughs> you never, hey, we've not got to the end yet. We've not got to the end yet. But yeah, we're still... We're getting further away from that three-hour, elusive three-hour pay-per-view. Now, I'll get to this in a bit more detail later, but there is so many, especially because we watched the network version, there were so many sharp cuts. Like, yeah. from uh, before the mo before Molly's match, from, was it the Orton match to Molly's match? Where there was just all of a sudden a sharp cut. And it was like, well, there's something on the DVD or on the live version that they don't want to show you on the network. Do you know what I mean? Because there, there's no way, it must have been an well, that's, I was just about to say it could have been an advert for a product that they don't want to shill anymore. But there was something because it was such a, such a hard cut. Um, Michael, did you watch Sunday Night Pre-Show? 
No, I did not. But well, I only got a match. Sunday night producer, well, we always get a match. It's usually the match that no one cares about. Um, we had a promo for the Diva Search, and it was announced that Triple H, Randy Orton, and Edge will be judging the Diva Search finals. Now I get why Triple H has got his boy on him, but he's brought but Edge. Edge as well. Why has he not got Ric Flair? Or, yeah. Because or Ric, Flair is well. just, Ric Flair would say, yeah, they're all okay. I mean, yeah, they're, they're all good. Yep, yeah, no, no, Vince, trust me. Sign them all. <laughs> Sign them all. <laughs> we'll be fine. Um, Todd Grisham and Ivory, they reviewed the Vengeance card and they showed Tajiri spraying the green mist on the coach this past Monday. And then the coaches said that tonight there'll be a handicap match with Garrison Cade and the coach versus Tajiri, an opponent of his choosing. So that's one match then added to the card. We said on the voyage that there'd be a couple at least. That's one added. Um, we also find out there will be a Divas number one contendership match tonight with Victoria going up against Molly Holly. And that's two added. There's that's your pay-per-view card. There's your pay-per-view card. And the match of the evening was Tonko against Uncle Val. Um, a really weird ending where Tonko hit a big boot for the free count. Then Nidia ended, uh, entered the ring Sorry, right after. Before Tonko was going to hit her, Maven came out. Main event, Maven sighting on the pay-per-view. His streak continues. And Maven comes out to save Nidia because tough enough alumni. Them two make sense, but why Uncle Val? Why save Uncle Val? Uh, yeah, there was, there, there was no... Yeah, it was... Because it's Sunday Night Eat and it's just a weird world of mid, mid-card jobbers. <laughs> and main event Maven, obviously. We get to the pay-per-view then. What did you make, Michael, to the opening video package? Um, now, I don't know if you it was just... promo for the main title. Now, yeah, right. This is the, I had a bit of an issue. I don't know if you picked up on this, but Benoit and Triple H, they were both giving their little bits to the promo. But they're like, I'm going to destroy you. Vengeance is coming. Yep. But you could hardly hear what Chris Benoit was saying. I don't know if it was just my... Just my... I don't know, just the version that I was watching or whatever it was, but you could only hear. I wish I could go back and watch it and film it because you could only hear what Triple H was saying. Benoit sounded like he was whispering everything, but a really, really low audio whisper. It was very strange. I didn't notice that. I don't. God, I want you to go back and watch it. and Everybody who's listening, watch it on the network and let me know if it was just m- my version that I was watching. Because it was like, I'm going to defeat you this Sunday. Triple H, I'm coming for you. I'm going to take you to vengeance. Triple H. And that's exactly how it sounded like. It was fucking weird. Really weird. Really weird. Did you have your headphones on? Yeah. Not definitely one here. No, 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 no. She was fine. Unless it just happened for that five minutes. <laughs> what did you make, Michael, to the staging setup? Um, it, so it's we just had... the same one we had last year, isn't it? No. Minus the bar. That's, that's no, where no. King of minus, minus the little square TV screens across the top that spell out vengeance of various things throughout the night. We didn't have that last year. I'm sure we didn't. If we did, I never noticed. So that was the first thing that my eyes got stuck to. It's, no, we did. Same setup. What? It was the tiny little mini screens that spelt vengeance and yep. various things happened on them above the logo? Yep. Well, I never noticed it last year. So to me, it's if I've never seen it before, it's new. The only difference <laughs> is they've moved what it commentary table sweat bar were, and they've painted ropes red. Yes, yes. I would. I would it'd be nice if we had another bar there. <laughs> Speaking of bars, bar. did you watch SmackDown's barroom brawl between Shamo and Jeff Hardy? I did. It was actually quite enjoyable. <laughs> it had a lot. It had a lot of enjoyable spots, yeah. It was bollocks, and that's all. It was always ever going to be bollocks, but it was enjoyable bollocks. So, an excitable JR, he opens the show, and the crowd are looking wild as fuck. It's, we're still in that era, and I love it, where every one in three people bring a sign. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Um, 
all the boys are in sharp suits tonight, even the Macarena lads. They and they must have they had a giggle, a right giggle. And I'd love to know what the translation was because it finished with Carlos Cabrera pissing himself at what Hugo No, sorry, it was Hugo Savinovich, I think, was pissing himself at what Carlos Cabrera said. And I'd love to know what was said because they're having a right little giggle. Carlos Cabrera and Hugo Savinovich. Gracias a Jim Hay tres luchas por títulos esta noche incluyendo la lucha en la cual Triple H va a tratar de quitarle el título peso pesado del mundo a Benoit con la ayuda de Eugene. La gente está aquí, el público está aquí. La acción va a empezar, Carlos. Vamos allá. <laughs> Opening contest is Jonathan Coachman and Lance Cade going up against Tajiri and that American patriot himself, Big Rhino. He's suited up. He's suited up. He's suited up. Um, so yeah, Michael, how did we get here for the first time tonight? Uh, so, um, Dave told me ten minutes ago. <laughs> literally, it was made about ten minutes before the pay per view. Just like any good solid pay per view match opening, but that this must have must have took the crowd by surprise because I don't believe it was it took announced. me by surprise. Well, it wasn't a live crowd. Like that's it. You didn't watch Heat, so you completely wouldn't have known. But imagine the live crowd. Like Heat was being recorded with where they were. But they won't be able to hear what like coach and that are saying, but and Ivory are saying and John stuff like that. Not coach, sorry, Todd Grisham and Ivory and what you know what they were saying backstage and stuff like that. I don't imagine it would broadcast on a live mic to the whole arena. So all of a sudden, when you've got all these whopper matches like Edge and Orton, that would have been a mammoth opening contest. But no, all of a sudden, coach comes fucking sauntering out. Like what the fuck's going on here? I thought we were coming out for like pre pay per view promo or something. Yeah, welcome to Vengeance. So the match then, uh, Coach is having none of Rhino to start. Yep. Um, I feel like Cade's going to have to do a lot of the work tonight. Um, I don't know if you picked up, uh, the King asked J JR how many countries in the world there were. And JR, he goes, I ain't got a clue, but I know what an headlock is. <laughs> fucking brilliant. Uh, Lola then proceeds to read countries out. He goes like, France, Italy, Oklahoma. And like, we're 10 seconds in. And even the commentators could not give a fuck about this match since the opening card of the pay-per-view. It's not fair on Rhino and Tajiri having to carry someone like Coach. No, not at all. But uh, to be fair, Coach does like get the better of Tajiri at some points. Uh, right, so the match, uh, it starts with Rhino. He's going a bit wild after he gets slapped. Uh, we get a hip toss. He sets up a goal, but Cade's had none of it and rolls out the ring. Um, did you notice that Cade's pants are a little bit hungry? Just, just a touch. I did notice that, yeah. Just, just a touch. Because it was straight on the hard camera. Tadgers comes in. We get some stiff kicks that make beautiful noises. Coach with the shittest knee to the back. But he pays for it as Tadger gives a little overhead fucking kick. Um, in comes Coach Cunt. Uh, a couple of punches, kicks. Screams at Tadgers. He's like, you don't mess with me. Uh, more selling from Tadgers as Coach is looking strong as fuck. Like, we've got to be putting Coach over big tonight. Why, why make Coach look credible? Looks strong as fuck. Not just credible. He batters to Jerry for half of this match. Uh, well, body slam. He's not a wrestler. He shouldn't be out wrestling these guys. He shouldn't. I did not in the slightest. Not in the slightest. Um, coach is a body slam. He goes for a bow and then receives a boot to the head, which was, was a great a spot. spot. It's a great spot. A bit racist though, coach. Come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, double suplex on Tadgers when Cade comes in, gets a two count. Uh, springboard though from Tadgers on both Coach and Cade, which is always a lovely spot. Always a lovely spot. Uh, the mist to Cade, and how the fuck did Jack Doan not notice? He was like looking at it, and the second the mist came out, he snapped his head to the side. Nope, I've not seen a thing. Nope, no, nothing no, to see here. It's sort of like you could easily put two and two together. 
when one guy's got green all over his face. <laughs> Nothing to see here. And a big go to Cade. And Coach receives a massive kick for the victory in around 10 minutes. Opening card. 10 minutes, 2 on one Maven. Yeah, opening match of the card. Yeah, one Maven. Um, it was entertaining. Um, I, yeah, I was a bit unsure with how they're booking coach because he worked majority working over Tadger strong and hard uh, we got the always expected green mist moment it was weird having Rhino in and it was weird like yeah but I suppose it's a mid card they have got connections because ECW if you want to go that way do you know what I mean it's not it's not you, they could be more random they could have put with Tadgers. Uh, but yeah opening opening match of the card I, I found it very odd what a weird placing I thought the next match should have opened the card yeah, it wasn't the, yeah, wasn't the hottest of start. Wasn't this the hottest wasn't. of starts. Coach, right the nose. Ow. I told you, Cage, you get out of the ring. Oh, oh no! Not again! The green mist running Cage's face. Cage has been mystified. Off! Oh. Oh. right in the eyes, Cage. Coach, give him a shot. Right in the pain. Right in the face. And oh, look out! Oh, Coach stepped out of the way. And. Rhino just gored Harrison Kane. Oh, gosh, the kick. What a shot for that kick. And Tajiri beats the coach. Here are your winners, Tajiri and Rhino. I just can't, they are, I just can't condone this. That green miss, something's got to be done about it. Look at, coach is knocked out. Poor Garrison Kane is laying on the floor. I had. If you fix me up tonight, one of your girls is gone. I gotta walk out the curtain with Eugene. Huh? Where's H? Where's H? I, I, I Where's Hunter? Where? Oh, the explanation has arrived. What's up? What? What? What do you? What? Oh, fine. I'll say. Listen. What's up with Eugene? Okay, you got a world title match tonight. I mean, granted, last Monday everything worked well. It worked in our favor, but. I mean, you, you got to tell us what's going on, man. What, what's the deal with Eugene, man? Listen, calm down. Listen, you, you're talking about a future world tag team champion. Hey, hey, His partner's standing right whoa, here. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hunter, we love you. First and foremost, we respect you. You're our leader. The guy has got a screw missing. I don't want to be out there with him. He's right. Listen, don't want to get yourself so hot. What are you getting so hot? Are you guys getting all the hot, bothered? Look, look, Everything's going to be just, fine tonight. Just fill us in, man. What the hell's going on? I mean, Eugene? How the hell is Eugene? I right, hope right. you beat the lot tonight. All right, all right, all right. I'll let you guys in on it. You want to know what's going to happen? Yeah. Yeah, please. You deserve that. When the time is right, what we're going to do is... Eugene... Where, uh... What you looking for? Where is Eugene? Who cares? Yeah. What, seriously, where is Eugene? You guys can't leave him alone. I, I, I already watched him. It was, it was Dave's turn to watch him. I've been watching I, the guy all week. Well, then, driving me yeah. nuts with well, this well, guy. Well, I, I see well, that. Okay, all right, hold on, hold on. It's, it's, I don't need an excuse. Watch him for one minute. Who was supposed to watch him? It's not about who was supposed to watch him. It's where is he? He can't be by himself. Where is he? He's not here. Was he here? See, I gotta go find him. I don't want to fight you. I've never wanted to fight you, okay? Evolution, especially Triple H, he's using you. Believe me, he's using you. He doesn't care about you. All he wants is to get this title back, Eugene. Please listen to me. 
okay? Believe me, these guys are using you. They don't care about Eugene. All right, look, I want to be your friend, okay? Please, I'm telling you to be careful. Be careful, Eugene, all right? Be careful. We go backstage with the boys, minus the game. Uh, Rick, though, is pissed at being made to tag with Eugene tonight and he wants an explanation. And Orton and Big Dave, they also want to know what the deal is. And right before the master plan is about to get revealed by Triple H, Hunter suddenly realises that Eugene's missing. And in an absolutely beautiful spot, spot of the night, Big Dave and Randy, they're arguing about who's supposed to be watching him. Like, cracking me up this Like he's segment. an actual child. It's fucking brilliant. Like, I shouldn't be watching him, it's your turn to watch him. Hey, I only watched him. It was it's Dave's turn now. It's fucking he's just, brilliant. Oh, just staring at the floor. He's just pointed at Dave. <laughs> <laughs> and then Hunter realizing uh, Eugene's gone missing. He's off on the hunt, and he finds Eugene talking to Benoit. And Benoit is is genuinely concerned for Eugene's welfare. And to be fair, we all are, Chris. Because <laughs> if this don't work out for Eugene tonight, Eugene's gonna get his, his ass handed to him by Evolution. I can already he's see it now. Killed. Oh, it is it now. Up next, Big Dave versus Y2J. Uh, Michael, Big Dave in silver pants and maroon elbow and knee pads. Um, I thought it was quite the combination. You're becoming very much a fashionista on this journey, aren't you? <laughs> no, I don't... Right, silver pants is always a bit suspect. Because it makes me think like Matt Morgan in TNA and stuff like that. It's always a bit suspect is silver pants. Or like, you'd, silver pants belong in the cruiserweight division. Yeah. If you're going to be main event, like, I had an issue with Randy Orton flexing the purple pants and the blue pants and all that. Right, if you're going to be main event, you follow what makes main eventers. And that's Triple H black, purple. black. Yeah, but he was, Triple H, right, I was concerned for him when he was wearing the fucking original, like, early Attitude Era trousers, but yeah. with the with the triangle cut that was always black. But the trousers, he had white, he had orange, he had green, he had purple. And then he, like, when, when it, once he turned heel, he had silver. Right, but then he, he realised that silver weren't going to work and he went to black. And then once he was an established main eventer, he's gone wild. Like, the sexy main event white boots come out tonight. Again. You know, it's it's going to be weird seeing him when he, on the first paper, he decides to wear black boots again. <laughs> it comes back to normal. So, oh, it's 90s Triple H is back. Uh, so the match itself then. Uh, Batista, he overpowers Jericho and that smashes him in the corner. Uh, Jericho though, tricks him into charging and sends him to the floor, which sets up for the springboard dropkick. Beautiful. Back inside, Jericho flips out of a full Nelson, goes after Batista's legs, but Batista catches Jericho with a side slam. Um, there were a couple of moments where Batista was like, ooh, ooh, he's still, he's, he's better. He's not as green, but he's, he's getting better, but there's still he's a couple of moments where, where he thinks, ooh, yeah, yeah. Uh, his clothesline still well that's what set up the match was an original clothesline I forgot to ask Michael how did we get here so a couple of weeks ago on Raw uh, there was a six man tag Evolution versus the former tag champs and Chris Jericho and in that match Batista killed Jericho with a massive clothesline kaboom nearly took his fucking head off his shoulders that's the green element of Big Dave still shining through <laughs> Oh, it's great selling by Jericho. Oh, well, brilliant. Yeah, but is, is that 50% selling and 50% ow, you bastard? I suppose it helps the selling. <laughs> it does help when it legit hurts. <laughs> so then the match itself, 
Uh, Batista overpowers Jericho and smashes him in the corner. Uh, Jericho tricks him into charging and sends him to the floor, which sets up for a springboard. Uh, back in, Jericho slips out of a full Nelson, goes after Batista's legs, and Batista catches Jericho with a side slam. Uh, Jericho hits the flying forearms, but Batista baits him into charging and spine busters him for two, which was is a lovely. Batista does it a beautiful, a beautiful spine, spine buster. buster. It does look like it would hurt like fuck, wrestling or no wrestling. Uh, Jericho it reverses the not Batista bomb into a sunset flip for a two count. Big Batista Dave, gets mad though he starts. Just <laughs> gets angry. Uh, it goes for the big dirty clothesline but misses. Jericho it's a big enziguri which only gets a two count. Uh, Jericho then turns to Dave and you hear it perfect. <laughs> Get up you son of a bitch, which Big Dave does and hits a massive spine buster this time. Uh, he hits the not yet Batista bomb and gets the one two three in just over twelve minutes. Um, but but Jericho's foot, foot was on the rope. bottom rope. Uh, bad positioning uh, by Hebner. A bad positioning by the cameraman as well, because you just saw it in the cutaway. And even JR was confused. Because you know JR, he doesn't watch what's going on in the ring. He watches the monitor. He watches what we watch. And he saw, And even JR was like, um, well, was there the foot on the rope? And he sounded quite convincing to know, even though he knows it were bollocks. Um, so yes, yeah, so does that mean we're going to get a rematch? And now over to the right hand. If this thing degenerates down to a slugfest, I don't like Jericho's chances. And what a spine muscle that was. Here comes the animal. And you see Batista loading Jericho out. He got him on the stone. God, what impact from that set down power bomb. Cover him, cover him, you got him. Batista going for the cover. And count of three, the way Possibly a rematch at SummerSlam with Jericho going over, probably. So then, what did you make to Y2J versus Super Duper Dave at Vengeance 2004? They give it 2.5. A 2.5? I think this, as I said, I think this should have opened the pay-per-view. Because it got the crowd. The crowd was more into this one than... Oh, the, the, the crowd are into Jericho at the minute. Massively into Jericho. And Batista played the role brilliantly. The big, dirty monster heel. Jericho um, made him look great as well. Oh, absolutely. There's still elements of Big Dave that I think are a little bit green, but he's getting he's, he's improved so Le better. leaps and bounds. Yeah, in the space of six months, he's improved, and you can see why he improves and improves and improves to the point where he is in the next like twelve to eighteen months. Overall, I'd probably give it a two Mavens out of five. It wasn't overly bad, like I said, but there were some good spots in it. Big Dave looked strong. Jericho looked brilliant as always. Um, quite enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, but again, for me, it was a nothing match that was put together a couple of weeks ago because it, if it's not about world title and Triple H and Leeds having a kid, it don't matter. What's the matter, Eugene? I just talked to Chris Benoit. Really? And what did Chris Benoit say? He said... Let me guess, Eugene, let me guess. Chris Benoit said he doesn't want to fight you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chris Benoit said that he... Did he tell you I, I lied to you? He said that. Let me get let me get some other things. Did he Benoit tell you I, I manipulate you? 
Mm-hmm. He, he say I use you, mm-hmm. that I'm just using you to get the championship back. Yeah. Yeah. God, Benoit is such a liar. I can't believe it. He makes me sick. God, next thing you're going to tell me is that he told you that, uh, that he wanted to be your friend. He told me that. He did? Mm-hmm. Can you believe that? This is the same Chris Benoit that smashed you in the head with a steel chair, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah and he wants to be your friend, huh? This is the same Chris Benoit that punched you last week. Yeah, he did that too. <laughs> yeah. Chris Benoit's a liar, Eugene. Can you see that? He's lying to you. A liar. Yeah, he's a liar. A liar. But you know what? I'm going to put an end to Chris Benoit tonight. We are. We're going to put an end to Chris Benoit. Would you like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's a liar. Evolution's your friends, not Chris Benoit. But you know what, Eugene? Let's, let's put all that lying, using stuff behind us. Let's forget all about Chris Benoit. And let's think about something happy. Like, like let's think about the big surprise that we have for Eugene. That's right. I have a huge surprise for you. As a matter of fact, we have a huge surprise for you. Rick, run and get Eugene's surprise, would you? Eugene, we have a huge surprise here. The nature boy went to go get it. Wait till you see this, because this is going to make you so happy. That, oh, would you look at that, Eugene, huh? For me? For you, look at that. We go backstage again with the boys and Eugene comes in like a stroppy teenager and sits down and Hunter's like, what's up Eugene? And more manipulation occurs as the game convinces Eugene that Benoit's full of shit. Even though that's exactly what he's doing. <laughs> but then he has got a surprise for Eugene. Yes, Eugene gets very excited when he hears about the surprise. And what has he got the boys bringing up to... Ric Flair is pissed so far and he will only get more pissed as the night goes on as Eugene is presented with one of Ric Flair's robes. The the robe that I've got, the figure, one of the... uh, Do you have the Ric Flair figure that I've got? That's got the blue robe. And that's the exact same robe that Eugene... Now I need to get a Eugene figure and stick it on him. (laughs) Um, Ric Flair's pissed off. Eugene's excited. Uh, I still don't understand what... like, Like, we'll get into the main event in a bit, but... Triple H has got the advantage over Benoit and instead of calling out for Big Dave or Flair or Orton, he calls out for Eugene. (laughs) What? Um, So, I loved how that segment did end though, where Triple H saying, Evolution loves you, Eugene. He's got arm around him and Flair's like, the fuck are you doing? He's like, it's going to be alright. Don't you worry about it. It's going to be alright. Flair just looks at Adam like he's just sold his kids. 
I think it's the promo for Triple H and Benoit later where they show the, the moment from Ric Flair backstage where he's like, you want to bring, where, from Raw, when he's like, you want to bring Eugene into evolution? It's going to kill our gimmick, brother. <laughs> and it's like, it's so wood. Like, you couldn't imagine the evolution video of him sat in bars, kissing girls, and Eugene there just like playing with, biting his toenails and that. <laughs> Speaking of evolutions, Eugene, up next, it is time for your world tag team titles. La Belens versus the Evolutions, Ric Flair and Eugene. Eugene Evolution. To quote Ric Flair, it would be bad if he and Eugene lost, but it'd be worse if they won. Michael, how did we get here? So, last week on Raw, we had a very, very special guest general manager. A very special, following his week being a very special referee. Yes. And on that night as general manager, he decided to put himself and Ric Flair up against the tag team champions here tonight. Because why not? Hey, if because... you're going to team with anyone, you want to team with the 16-time world champion. Absolutely. And even copies him on his entrance. <laughs> it's brilliant. I don't it's care. brilliant. If I had a chance to team with Ric Flair and wear, and wear one of his robes and make the entrance with him, Oh, you do the full parody. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, did you like when the Belens came out and Sylvan starts singing his version of O Canada and you've got Lillian Garcia over his shoulder in the camera shot and she's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I pop, I've marked out for that. It's probably it's absolutely brilliant. Um, did you also enjoy how much the crowd popped when Nate came out? Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you may be in evolution. There may be a, 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 a heel stable. And you may be manipulating. Well, he doesn't really want to be involved. It's more of his boss, Triple H, uh, manipulating Eugene. But you are still Rick motherfucking Flair. Um, and like you said, Eugene comes out with Ric Flair and he's, he's copying him and he's absolutely loving life while Rick is getting more pissed off and pissed off because he's trying to do his entrance and every time he turns and looks, Eugene's in his face doing exactly what he's doing. It's fucking brilliant. It's brilliant. And I loved how Eugene copied the ref holding the belts up and he'll look into the crowd when Eugene's got nothing in his hand, he's just holding his hands up. Absolutely fucking brilliant. Original Damien um, Sunday. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's genius. Absolutely genius. Um, I love how we got there as the match started. It was Eugene in the ring and we got styling and profiling. Um, he put Robbie Conway in the corner and then he struts and Flair's just getting more pissed on and took inside. I think uh, he was you... trying not to laugh as well. I think there was... Well, there were a couple of moments later on where it kind of the camera spanned to him and it was just on the end of laughing and getting angry because he knew the camera on his face. There were a couple of moments where he marked out himself because Eugene, Eugene's just fucking brilliant. Um, Eugene with the full Ric Flair show we get the drop toe old float over into the headlock and then here come more chops uh, and Flair's like that's my shit you fucker what are you doing uh, Eugene again he pops for his own chant because at the start it was brilliant Eugene was getting ready for the match and the Eugene chant he just turned to crown just started clapping his hands and popping for his own chant which every wrestler should every wrestler should be allowed to mark out if even there's only 7,000 here tonight but they should be allowed to mark out if the crowd's making noise yeah 100% 100% uh, we get a running knee drop, chops, more struts. Uh, but Sylvan, though, it's a big back body drop. And then we get Eugene, he begs off like Flair, and then a thumb to the eye like Flair. It Genius. was fucking brilliant. Uh, big Rob comes in, and he hits a couple of spots before Eugene hits even more chops. Uh, Rob turns the tide, though, and we get a big Flair flop by Eugene. Well, you know, they say imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. 
Absolutely. Uh, figure four time, but Flair though gets the tag. Um, all the styling and profiling comes out. It goes fucking wild for two minutes. Chops for everyone. Flair, it gives you the full Eugene moveset. Uh, punches to Robs, chops, and knee drop to Sylvan, more chops, with Eugene wooing along every time Flair woos. It's fucking brilliant. It's like, if only you'd embrace him, Flair, because Eugene fucking adores you. This could be the start of the greatest mentorship ever. It could have been. It could have been everything Mizzen and Ric Flair should have been a few years ago. Ric Flair, Ric Flair could have trained Eugene to be the new nature boy. It could have been fucking, just obviously the spacker, the spacker nature boy. <laughs> Woo! Um, big suplex from Ric Flair onto Conway. It was beautiful. The fact that his age, he can still do a move like that. It's fucking brilliant. And then it's time for the figure four. And Flair goes, now we're going to school. Uh, Sylvan, though, makes the save with an elbow. The Bellends then go to work on Flair, building up to the eventual hot tag for Eugene. Um, we get a great spot of Conway beating over Flair. And he's proper giving him shit, you fucking American prick. <laughs> it's fucking brilliant uh, Eugene though he makes the save from a pin attempt and he goes wild he wedges the fuck out of Conway as he launches him over the top and then he wraps fucking Sylvan's leg multiple times round the post now for me not enough people do that in the modern era anymore no. it's a go great the outside. it's a great spot obviously you can't do it these days or you still do it these days on WWE's fucking 90 foot fucking LED I don't get the point ring posts. I don't get well, the point it's, 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 it's probably it's probably less but it's pizzazz. Eugene in the corner. Big shots to Conway over and over and over. The ref comes over, but Eugene's aggression takes over. Shoves the ref. And then all of a sudden, Eugene goes all L1 on Here Comes the Pain. We get a stunner to Sylvan. Rock bottom to Conway. And then he hits the people's strut elbow onto, uh, <laughs> onto fucking Conway. As Mike Kyoda calls the match out in just over 12 minutes. Highly entertaining. My match of the night. Controversial because... Wrestling matches, Orton and Edge had a stellar. Benoit and Triple H had a stellar. But you know me, I live for the wrestling bollocks and the bullshit. And this was fucking amazing. Eugene wrapping Grandier's legs around the ring post. All of them. The left and the right. Equal opportunity offender is Eugene, who is... He's shot by Eugene. He just went... one two and a half nothing's perfect so i'm giving this four out of five mavens wow 
It was brilliant. From Flair getting pissed at everything Eugene did to Flair then coming in and doing Eugene's move set. It was fucking brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Loved it. Uh, moving on, we get a promo for our next match. No disqualification as the Hollyoaks storyline reaches pay-per-view level as Matt Hardy defends his cheating bitch of a bird as he takes on his bird's new baby daddy, or it might not be, it could be mine, as it's Matt Hardy versus Kane at Vengeance in a no DQ. Michael, how the fuck did we get to this? So, after Kane lost to the returning edge at Backlash, he decided he wanted to be a dad. So he started to harass Lita. Yeah, he started to do the only thing that's possible when you want to be a dad. Turn into a sexual fucking rapist. So Kane convinced Lita to go ahead. <laughs> Make a baby. And Lita ended up, ended up getting pregnant, which the whole world knew before Matt Hardy knew. Yeah, that poor bastard. He was also... He's also supposed to be going out with Lita. <laughs> supposed to be. Lita just throws it around for anybody. Oh. <laughs> That's the storyline. They could have made it not just Kane, like three, four, five other guys. We all had a little thing with Lita. And Edge. it's a proper Jerry Springer, like, well, that, no, that's a bit, that's A too soon, Michael. And B, that's too far away here. I'm talking like Spike <laughs> and Rosie. <laughs> have a proper Big who, words. have a proper who done it. A proper who, yeah, stretch it across both brands. Have a proper who done Big it. Words. <laughs> My appetite for agony will be awakened. This is absolutely deplorable. Matt Hardy is defenseless, and Kane's not through with him. Wait, 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 there's Lita. I will feast on the fear of the innocent. This is sick. I'll tell you, it's nothing but sick. Lita, I told you what I wanted. Now I want an answer, and it did better. said yes to Lita I love you and you made me the happiest person in the world when you told me that we were going to have a baby but baby I don't want to tell you how much I love you I want to show you Lita will you marry me defending the honour of his slag of a girl tonight. Did you like Michael how A, 
Kane still wears a towel over his head when he makes his entrance. Yeah, it's like we know what you look like. You don't have to hide it anymore. And B, did you like how Lillian Garcia wrapped up her introduction of Matt Hardy as he saw Matt Hardy come out the ring, um, Kane come out the ring as Matt was making his entrance? I did notice she that, went, yes. I was coming down the ring, waving her pounds. Matt Hardy! <laughs> and also, she knew I was, shit was going to hit the fan. She knew shit was going down. I was also very disappointed that we got no Matt facts, even though he still well, comes out to his V1 theme music. We didn't have time for the Matt facts because this is a blood feud, isn't it? No, they, they still could have showed us. They still could have showed us. <laughs> well, uh, whilst, so the, whilst they're fighting each other. While they're fighting each other, yeah! In, in Mattitude vision. Would have been fucking brilliant. Um, so the match then. Uh, Matt quickly takes things to the announce table, but Kane tosses him off into the barrier. Uh, Kane takes over. Ross and Lola then debate on the morals behind bartering for sex and whether or not Kane and Lita's baby would come out ugly. If it was Kane's kid, then of course it's going to come out ugly. If it's going to have his daddy's genes. Because Glenn Jacobs, he's not a bad looking fellow, but Kane's a monster. Right? But if it was Matt Hardy's kid, he's going to come out fucking. Ugh. Because Matt Hardy's a funny looking fucker. <laughs> right, he's fortunate that he's got a couple of kids with that, I can't, what's her name, Reby Sky, and she's quite a hottie. And it's, so the kids, they're, they're fortunate that they've kind of got, like, especially is it Maxwell? He's got the hardy sort of Matt Hardy look. Yeah. He's got the same colour hair as his dad, but he's going to grow up to be a better looking version because he's got his mummy jeans as well. Yeah. It's, what do you reckon, Michael? What's the baby? Is the baby going to come out looking like Kane with a Kane mask or what? It could come out looking like Lita. Could be a very pretty bit. Pretty <laughs> come, out, come, out, come out with a tattoo on shoulder. Hey. <laughs> you never know. Anything can uh, happen in the World Wrestling Anything Federation. can happen in the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> um, Jim Ross, it reminds us that he was set on fire by Kane, even though last week he was kind of pissed off that Jerry brought it up. And they were like, I wish you wouldn't remind me about this. I spend every day trying to not think about it. Pay-per-view time. He's like, oh, did you know Kane set me on fire? <laughs> well, like... you know, pay-per-view's not, not as cadded as TV. Hey, pay-per-view's payday money, isn't it? That's what it is. Hardy goes for a chair, uh, but Kane boots him and takes it from him. Matt, though, slips out of the tombstone, and it's a twist of fate that only gets a two. Uh, Kane, though, catches him with a chokeslam and tosses the steps into the ring. But here comes the pregnant one, stomping down to the ring, begging Kane to stop. Kane, though, he fights his demons. Uh, he wants to fucking get Lita, but then he can't, but he can, but he can't. And he decides not to, launches the stairs, tells Lita to fuck right off. Kane, he picks the stairs back up, but Hardy, he smacks the chair onto the stairs, onto Kane. And... Just over 10 minutes, very surprised that Matt Hardy picks up a pay-per-view victory. That was a very odd finish as well. Yeah, I found it a very weird spot. But they have used it before, haven't they, where the stairs have fell onto somebody and they've used that as, the, that's the offensive move that's won the match. Yeah, he, he, they could have done the spot where the, the stairs land on Kane's head and then Matt stands, but, on, the, stands on Kane and the chair. Yeah. And the stairs. Uh, or maybe, maybe, no, puts the chair on the stairs and sits on the chair. John kind of looks down at Kane. Yeah. Like sits sits backwards on the chair and looks down at him. You fucking motherfucker. You'll have sex with my missus. After that choke slam. Kane wants the back. What, what in the world? It's Lita. Lita. Oh, this is not a place. Lita, Lita, do not get in there. Not a place for a pregnant woman. Lita, get out of the ring. Kane's got those. Is he going to hit Lita? Lita's preventing Kane from destroying Matt Hardy. But the ring is no place for a pregnant woman. Oh my God. He's gonna hit Lita!
so disrespectful. He just, he just told Lita to watch what is she, he's about to do to her. Oh, and Mia Hardy with a shot, with a chair, the stairs hit Kane. Hit, oh my God, Mia Hardy's beat Kane. Mia Hardy is up to Kane. Matt Hardy version one. This is unbelievable. Like I said, it's one of the finishes that gets used plenty of times. I've seen it multiple times be used. Uh, and it is the, they're trying to say that the force of the chair hitting you from... Sorry, the stairs hitting you from the chair hitting the stairs. But I'm more surprised that Mahardy went over. Like, Kane's stock yeah. is dropping. I'll give it two and a half, Maven. I'll give it two, Mavens. It were... It's, you could tell there was something, like you said, there's going to be a rematch, and obviously there is with uh, this storyline, ain't stopping yet. Um, and it was, again, it was one of them where a Monday Night Raw-esque match finish. It, is, it was a solid match, but it's one of them where you know it doesn't stop here. It carries on. It's going yeah. to carry on to the next pay-per-view and next pay-per-view. This is just putting it on the bigger stage. A pay-per-view should, if it's not a blow-off, it should look like a blow-off. Absolutely, absolutely. Then we cut backstage, Michael, and Lita and Hardy, and Hardy's having none of it. He speaks the truth, saying what everyone thinks is, what the fuck are you doing down in the ring? We're a big monster when you're supposed to be pregnant. And he's like, do you know something? Stay out of I don't ring. want, I don't want to stay out of the ring and stay out of my way. So even though he's admitted that, he even says it could be our baby, you could be harming our baby, he's still saying, yeah, your mother and my baby, there's a monster that's still out for you. Um, but yeah, stay out of my way, I don't want to see you. Wrestling's fucking weird. Talk to you? Yes. Matt. I've been stunned. You just pulled in the ring. Matt, I was just out there trying to help you. Trying to help me? Yeah. Lita, you are pregnant. And I you're know. carrying a baby. And there's no telling what would have happened if Kane would have hit you with those stairs. Right. And that baby, it could be our baby. Yeah. And I don't want anything to happen to you. And I don't want anything to happen to the baby. I don't either. So look, I just need you to stay away from the ring. And until I figure things out, I need you to stay away from me. Well, folks, we are still buzzing here. Matt Hardy upsetting Kane in that no disqualification uh, matchup. And you now, Kane, uh, we're in the insurance capital of the world, Kane King, here in uh, Hartford, Connecticut. Well, ladies and gentlemen, one of the most eagerly anticipated matchups of vengeance will be for the Intercontinental title. Randy Orton defending the title against Edge, and it's Edge the man who can do what others have failed to do, take down the Intercontinental Champion. As the days turn, evolution remains constant. I'm Randy Orton. I'm a member of evolution. My accomplishments are endless. I'm 24 years old, third generation superstar. I'm the Intercontinental Champion. I've had the longest reign with this title in the last seven years. I entered this ring, Randy Orton, legend killer. As I left this ring when all was said and done, I left this Randy Orton, living legend. Killer. Greatness has entered 
year and I watched Evolution dominate Raw. I've been sitting on the sidelines watching you run your mouth. It's time for a change. Somebody needs to take a stand. That somebody is gonna be me. You're all going down. One by one, you're all gonna fall. Randy Orton, at vengeance, you're mine. I might not be a legend, but I'm daring you right now to spit in my face. This Sunday, Edge is gonna take Orton down. One by one, you're all gonna fall. Up next, the most eagerly anticipated match for vengeance, according to Jim Ross. It is Randy Orton versus Edge for the Intercontinental title. And we got a brilliant video package recapping Randy's greatest moments in the past like four or five months. Yeah. And Edge's return. And he's saying that somebody needs to make a stand against evolution and that somebody's me. Uh, one by one, you're all going to fall. I said on the voyage, I don't think it's sensible. I think four on one, eventually, evolution numbers game and all that jazz edge. You've got mates. But anyway, Edge wants to go it on his own. Michael, how did we get here to the IC? Match that everyone wants to see. Orton versus Edge. Edge returns at Backlash. Well, to the ring at Backlash. And then after, he decided he wanted a piece of Orton. Because Orton had been going around beating up legends and killing legends. Because he's the legend fucking killer. After Edge lost his tag titles to the Bellends, he had a match with Orton on Raw. And then they decided that they were going to rematch tonight. Orton and Edge has the possibility of being the greatest wrestling match ever. In about 16 years' time. <laughs> <laughs> so the match itself, we get headlocks to start, but it's kind of them good type of headlocks that actually work the headlock into another sequence or another mm -hmm. transition move. Uh, like they did the crisscross. Um, Edge with flying forearm and Orton bails and grabs his title, but Edge stops him with a baseball slide dropkick. Uh, Edge, it's the missile drop kick for two as the fans start to get behind Randy. It's like Evolution's feeling the love from Connecticut tonight. Edge, he sets up the spear, but Randy punts him in the face to counter. Uh, the fans, they start to go a bit back and forth. Uh, Randy tells them though, no. he's like, I don't need your help. And then he slaps on a chin lock. And he's like, oh, Randy, if you did that in 2020, son, they're building a boo the fuck out of that, That's perfect heel though. Absolutely. Um, Orton, he elbows out, drop kicks Orton out of the sky. They tease a double knockout though, but they slug it out from the knees, which I thought was a great spot. Um, the Edge Omatic gets a two. Orton, he sets up for a suplex, but Edge shoves him off. Orton though lands awkwardly nasty. on the ropes. It was a nasty fall. Uh, Randy, he unties one of the turnbuckles, which you know means he's going to go into that motherfucker in yeah. a short period of time. We get an RKO attempt that's reversed into a backslide, but only gets a two count. Uh, Randy, though, goes into that exposed turnbuckle. Big Spear, one, two, three. And after 210 days of your Intercontinental Champion, Randall, the reign of Randall, is no longer. And your new Intercontinental Champion, after 26 minutes and 37 seconds, is the not-yet-rated-R superstar, Edge. Looking more in uh, main event-looking trousers. Yeah, I quite like the main event pants of the black and white. It was, uh, it's very, it was, we're getting there, aren't we? 
you know what I mean? We spoke about this when Edge made his return and he was still wearing his Attitude Era, late uh, Attitude Era, early Ruthless Aggression, blue and purple and all that jazz. It's not mainly, that's mid-card, bro. He needs to get rid of plastic cut. Yeah, he's, he's getting there. He's slowly getting there. But for me, what a hell of a wrestling match. Like, if we're talking, we, I have this all the time where I like to choose my wrestling match of the night and my bollocks match of the night. My entertainment, my sports entertainment and my wrestling. And for wrestling, this was fucking brilliant. And if it anybody is. has never seen this match and they want to they advertise and promote, and yeah, the camera angles were brilliant and all the jazz behind it were brilliant. But if you want to see Edge and Randy Orton's greatest wrestling match ever, go yes. back and watch this match. Because this was, you didn't, you didn't need 40, 45 minutes. You didn't need selling everything. They you all hit the... The ultimate finisher spamming. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, it was a great match, a brilliant match. I give this four Mavens out of five. It equals my Eugene, which is probably the highest score I've ever delivered on this Maven scale. And there, Edge must be thinking, you know, my eyes, what I'm thinking of, did Randy lose? No, Randy didn't lose. I thought he was done for then, JR. Next thing you know, you have some Randy Orton tattoos. Orton trying to pull himself back up. I'm beginning to think if Edge couldn't beat Orton with that impaler, he may not beat him all, be able to beat him all. Randy Orton, he just said it. Randy Orton may be unbeatable. Orton trying to cover up here. And Edge is... Great sound. Another cover up. Look at this! Look at this! Come on! Now I'm beginning to wonder what it's going to take. Randy Orton just dropped Edge and dropped that unexposed metal turnbuckle. Then used the ropes for leverage and still didn't get the win. Orton encouraging Edge to stand up. Gonna be time for the RKO. Oh yeah, I feel an RKO, JR. I feel it coming on. Oh! Edge will pull the RKO. Orton makes some more turnbuckle. And just, he's going to uncoil. I feel a spear! Oh my God, what athleticism by Orton. Nick the spear, and this time it's Edge. Who went face first into the second turnbuckle. Athleticism! I mean, it's athleticism personified, and there's no clue. Let's go to the RKO. The Bucks won't go in. The Bucks all oh, over. Count away from the new Intercontinental Champion. Look at these people. Everybody in this arena is on their feet. I can't blame them. A series of near falls. Oh, oh, exchange. Exchange. Oh, an explosive turnbuckle. The spear. That's not the Like I said, if you've not seen this match, go back and watch it. So energetic, so much. There was psychology. Like I said, with Randy Orton fighting with the crowd, he was like, because you can tell that Randy Orton's face turn is coming soon. Yeah. Because it's, it's the same formula that happened with The Rock. Where The Rock was trying to be a heel, but the crowd weren't letting him do it. And I think with tonight, we've started to see that slow, slow burn of Randy Orton's face. And it the is fans. clear to see oh, it's absolutely. where these two are going. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Straight to the top. And I cannot wait to see Edge versus Randy Orton for the world title. And I don't believe we ever get that match in this era. I, I don't believe we do it because Edge fucked off to be the king of SmackDown for years, doesn't he? Yeah, and Orton runs the rough shot on Raw. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so we got a massive pop from the crowd from when Edge won the title. And post-match, Michael, post-match, Randy Orton throws the ultimate Christian temper tantrum uh, and he gets the na-na-na-na, the na-na-na-na, goodbye, <laughs> the Galapingo song. Uh, I like how he gets that treatment even though he's not going anywhere. Uh, the yeah. last time the what last time they delivered that was to Brat Lesnar, wasn't it, at Mania? Um, so yeah, he's, he's not going anywhere. But is Batista now the best of Evolution tonight so far? Well, as it stands, he's the only one with victory and all of a sudden Evolution have gone from the space of like six months to having all the gold to having none of the gold now. They don't have a fucking piece. Not a piece. This um, is where the cracks will start to show. Well, is this where, do you know, like with the crowd booing Orton and singing na 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 na, is this where the voices in his head came from? You think the longevity of the storyline <laughs> is that consistent? <laughs> Absolutely, in my mind. Um, and this is where we got that awkward, sharp cut that I spoke about earlier, where we went straight from the end of this match, straight to the next match, which yeah. is another match that was made on Heat. It is Molly, Blonde, Karen, Holly um, going up against Victoria. Michael. Yeah, I didn't think Victoria was doing the striptease anymore. I don't want to talk wig watch no more. I want to work out why the fuck is Molly Holly, why's her hair not grown back? Mainly it was ages ago. And at least it must have grown back a bit. So I mean, is she is she cutting her hair and keeping it short for the wigs to fit just yeah. to keep with the gimmick? Yeah. Talk about living the gimmick. And as you said, Michael, Victoria the dancing dick makes her return. It wasn't quite what you're saying with your bad self, with your bad self, with your bad self, where arms and legs are all over the place, but she still give a couple of twerks and a side shuffle as she ripped off the hitman tuxedo. <laughs> I don't understand the gimmick. I really don't. I, I really don't. It doesn't make any fucking sense. And she looked um, like she was very cold in that arena as well. <laughs> Hello. Uh, so, Michael, once more, how did we get here? About an, nearly an hour ago, you told me that on Heat, <laughs> <laughs> on Heat there was a number one contenders match for the women's title happening on the pay-per-view. And this is it. <laughs> and here we are. And here we are. Um, to be fair though, the match wasn't overly bad. It was it a decent feel, match. It feels like exactly like it is though, thrown together two minutes ago. This match would have been a lot better if they had a bit more time and more story. Just, that's it, just a bit more story. Like they gave them, to be fair, they did give them six minutes, which as as far as Divas pay-per-view matches go, this is long, man. <laughs> but they need, give them another five minutes. You could have shaved off five minutes over the main event or... Or and Joe, just to give them that extra little bit, like because they've not been they they've been set up to fail. Do you know what I mean? There's, yeah. there's no story unless you watched Heat. You don't know what's going on. At least we're coaching that. Um, you if you know that this yeah. If you know this bollocks going on, they didn't. The only way you knew that this were a number one contenders match is because they didn't announce it on commentary. Uh, sorry, on commentary. Lillian didn't announce it to the arena. The she didn't say the, the, she didn't say. Well, no, they did. They, it flashed up number one contenders. Uh, but Lillian didn't say, like, the following matches is for a number one contender shot as a Divas title. There were none of that. So you were just saying, oh, what the fuck? This is proper, proper piss-break filler. But it wasn't too bad in the six minutes they gave him. Uh, Victoria hit a Pescado, nearly killed herself, though. Uh, Molly, she worked over the arm for majority of the match, so to ensure that Victoria couldn't get the Widow's Peak. Uh, but she's able to finish with a super kick in around six minutes. Like I said, it that was, was decent. Stevie kick. 
Yeah, uh, it was nothing really memorable. It was decent, but it was exactly what it was. It was just pure piss break filler, which I'm sorry, you don't need on a pay-per-view. No, especially you with really these don't. two. You really don't. As I said, this match, give it, give him more time, could have been a stellar. Absolutely, absolutely. Michael, how many Mavens for the number one contendership match? Unfortunately, it's only two, two and a half because of uh, the two and a half. I gave it a one, bro. <laughs> it was all right. It weren't no point five. I'll never give a zero, but a point five. It, it was. Do you know what I mean? A point five's like. I used to like Molly working the arm to the match. No, there was psychology. The there was. There was. That's why. That's why it gets the positive one, Maven. She can't do the winner's speech, so she goes for the Stevie kick. Probably the best Stevie kick we've seen, kayfabe wise. Better than any, better than any kick that Stevie Richards has delivered. <laughs> Cafe wise, definitely. Molly driving the elbow on Victoria. Okay, connect that time. Victoria rolling out of the way. Victoria with a roll up. Here, Paul. Another roll up. Victoria can get her again. Victoria's having a problem with the left shoulder. Michael, with over 40 minutes left, we are at 1 hour and 56 minutes. It is time for your main event. Title. I'll give him a shot. It doesn't matter. Eugene, out of this. 
Eugene. I understand it got a little bit heated last week between you and I, but I was just trying to teach you a lesson. See, Eugene, this is the WWE. This is the big time, and there are a lot of guys in the back that are mean. They're not like me. Wait a minute! Look out! to hurt you. He, he told me he was sorry. Chris Benoit is a liar. But you know what? You don't need Chris Benoit anymore. You know why? I want to make you an honorary member of Evolution. You're going to bring Eugene into Evolution? My God, it'll kill our gimmick, brother. Eugene's going to help us win back the World Heavyweight Championship. Starts tonight. Triple H should be ashamed of how he has manipulated poor Eugene. Oh, Referee's boy. down, and Triple H's got a steel chair. This is picking up here. And now Ben Ross got that chair, and Eugene. time ever Chris Benoit versus Alan Triple H tits march for the world heavyweight title will the master plan come good or will Gene come to his senses uh, we get a video package showing all the happenings with Eugene including Flair's brilliant line that I mentioned earlier and all the times where Triple H has got into his head but Benoit saying look he's trying to get in your head and he's letting him get in your head uh, Michael how did we get here so at the Royal Rumble Benoit entered the match number one wouldn't the thing then challenged for the World Heavyweight title in a triple threat match in the main event of WrestleMania 20. And you can catch our reviews of both of those on our back catalogue and the bonus <laughs> to each one. Surprised it took nearly an hour. <laughs> poke, 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 poke. <laughs> There's always one. Everyone gets one. Always finds a way. But anyway, at Backlash, then we had a triple threat rematch, which Benoit won again. And then Triple H had a street fight inside a cage. At Bad Blood against Shawn Michaels and Benoit beat Kane to retain the title. A Hell in the Cell match. A street fight inside the cage. It wasn't a <laughs> It was a 45 minute street fight street inside Street fight inside the cage. <laughs> then Triple H became number one contender by beating Eugene and here we are. And here we are. Benoit, it goes for the crossface early doors, but Hunter bails and knees Benoit to the floor. Uh, we see, as we mentioned briefly earlier, Hunter is 
Got them sexy pay-per-view white boots out again. I just uh, trimmed up his beard as well. He's looking sharp because he knows his baby, his title, is coming home tonight because the master plan is going to come to fruition. Hunter, he misses a swing and takes some rolling Germans. But then Hunter blocks and gets clotheslined. We go straight over the top. It was a nasty little bump, but like Triple H, he loves taking these horrible gnarly bumps to the outside. He absolutely loves it. And they look so nasty as well, but he does it so cleverly. If you watch Flair as well, they hold the rope in, top rope in such a way that they've kind of in full control, but it looks fucking disgusting. Uh, back in, Benoit misses the diving head, but Benoit, he tosses out of an abdominal stretch. It gets him in the sharpshooter and Hunter, he gets so close, he fingers the rope, but Benoit drags him back into the ring and Hunter finally gets out of the hold. We get more German suplexes as this time he hits three of them and both men are down. Benoit up to the top and Hunter though, he smartly rolls out of the ring all the Jesus way across. Get out all well. the way across. But then here comes Benoit with a big suicide torpedo and smashes into mama fucking me smashes into triple h benoit smashes into the ring barrier and then we get this mild holy shit chant from like the first three rows which i was like yeah benoit will hear that and benoit will appreciate that and back in we have our scheduled ref bump which we always knew at some point it was going to happen benoit he goes for the cross face but he gets ddt'd for his troubles and here comes the master plan here comes eugene uh hunter as I said, he's got Randall, he's got Big Dave, he's got Ric Flair, all at his disposal, but he calls out the moron. That's why he's called the Cerebral Assassin. Because <laughs> he's got a moron in his back pocket. It's like that old Monty Python sketch. Nobody expects a Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> That's it. Nobody expects a spacker called Eugene. <laughs> Uh, Hunter, he signals to Eugene, but Benoit puts him in the crossface, and Benoit's yelling at Eugene to get the ref, get the ref, and Eugene's like, eating his fingernails and that, he's unsure, Hunter then starts tapping, but there's obviously no there's, there's no referee, uh, Eugene into the ring, but Benoit with Suck a, a big shot, big shot, which receives a chorus of boos, oh dear, Eugene, it looked like for a second like he were turning, like he kind of, the, the second before the camera cut away, it was like he were getting all that retard strength <laughs> but triple h with a low blow and a pedigree and hunter tells eugene to go and get the ref in comes Kyoda. one two but a big kick out and a massive pop and eugene That's looks shocked to right. fuck shocked to fuck eugene he passed the chair to hunter and the ref suddenly knocked out again like, i don't know if you know it's mike straight away like he made the one two and then oh no back to nanites back to sleepy time sleepy land again well you know he's like wake me up when you need to pink out him <laughs> yeah, just gives a shout. Get one at rest Triple H, get one at rest to wake me up again. Uh, Eugene, he gets second thoughts and he takes the chair and then he gets pied though. Uh, Benoit with a shot onto the chair that Hunter's holding, so it's like he's just charged into the chair like a fucking madman and the chair smashed I bet into he Triple H. This. <laughs> but here come the boys and Benoit runs through them with a chair, very similar, very reminiscent to how Hulk Hogan did it. A few it was years ago for like, I think it was WCW, back with the Dungeon of Dooms, like with Earthquake yeah. and all that jazz. And he didn't swing the chair, he just held the chair and ran into them, but this had a little bit more force on it. It wasn't quite just, I'll hold the chair, you bump into it. This was, have it. it. Yeah, it was a bit, doof. Uh, Eugene, though, is still in the ring as Hunter goes for a chair shot on Benoit. And, but Benoit returns the favour, big low blow, and everyone but Eugene is down, and Eugene there just starts biting his fingers again. But Eugene picks up the chair, he swings it over Triple H and the crowd go, hey, swings it over Benoit, the crowd go, boo, and then carries on. It reminded me of like, do you like where you'll get, um, there were two moments that stuck out, Night 4 Rumble with Luger and Brett, 
So yep. that was Vince's way of finding out where the fans, fans' love was. And also, with when their, Vince bought WCW, and he was trying to work out who the fans would like. And he was like, should we sign Buff Bagwell? Hey. Should we sign Scott Steiner? Hey. <laughs> it's like he's trying to get an idea. It was just Eugene's little game of, who do the fans like more? Who do the fans like more? Because especially all night, Evolution's been getting pop city. Yeah. Well, Everyone's you know, been getting pops. In the same with Triple H's backyard. Exactly. But it's still Benoit. Benoit is still over like Rover at the minute. I think that's the thing. This is the Daniel uh, Bride of 2004. Oh, a hundred fucking thousand percent. Uh, Benoit is up and Eugene and Benoit fight over the chair and it results in Hunter receiving a chair shot as like a spring effect as Benoit lets go. Eugene clatters him and then you just hear Great Eugene spot. going, he's going to be mad at me. Looking <laughs> brilliant. Uh, we get a mild Eugene sucks chant uh, over Eugene's shoulder and then of all the finishers, a roll-up yeah. gets the victory in 29 minutes and 9 seconds and still... Your world heavyweight champion is the rabid Wolverine, Christopher Benoit. You could have had Benoit lock in the sharpshooter or crossface. Absolutely. Um, I think the maybe... The weakened the match. Or even hit a German. Just like have Triple H stumble back up and just have Benoit hit a German. German or headbutt. Headbutt. And yeah, just a roll-up. Because that was such an entertaining finish. It was a slow burner. It was a bit like um, Edge and Orton because that was quite a slow burner. Yeah. But then got hotter and hotter as the match went on. This was, this you knew, it was all building up to Eugene making an appearance and what bollocks was he going to get involved in. And the bollocks was, I was a bit on the fence until he, he did the boo, hey, boo, and I was all over it. Um, yeah, I'll give this three mavens out of five. It was a solid for the first time ever, half an hour, but it was too much for me built around Eugene. And again, this match is not stopped tonight. I also give it three. I would give it 3.5 if not for the finish. I believe this. 
Can Triple H withstand this, this chair shot right between the eyes after this war he's been in with the rabid Wolverine? Both men are having trouble getting to their feet. The world title is on the line. I said the finish was a bit. It was a bit bollocks. It was a bit raw. I said this had the. It, had the, it was a pay per view match with a raw finish. I think exactly. that was one. A bit like Matt Hardy. That was a, that yeah. was a bit like a pay per view match with a raw finish because you know that that's going to continue as well. But Michael, that was Vengeance two thousand and four in the bag. As always, I will know your best match of the night, your worst match of the night, and if Vengeance was a superstar of the ruthless aggression era, who would it be? Matching the night, Orton Edge. And so. Uh, agreed, but not agreed because I, I've got two with Eugene and. Uh, yeah. Eugene's me, me bollocks match of the night and Edge is the rest of the match of the night. So agreed, but I disagree. <laughs> worst match, Opener, for me. Oh, no. Worst match, Molly Holly versus Victoria, hands down. I thought that was better. Really? Yes. Even though, even though our only concern was that I had no story, where at least Coach and Tadgers had story. Ooh, controversial, oh, Michael. Victoria and Molly were fighting for something. No one could tell you much. So were Tadgers and they were fighting because missed. And what about a superstar? If Vengeance was going to be a superstar of the Ruthless Aggression era. Who? Who? Christian. It was... It was all right. You're full of shit. I was gonna say Christian, and I'm not lying to you now, <laughs> because it was it was all right. It had, <laughs> it had it had main event spots, but it also had oh you're a jobber spots, and that's exactly. kind of like what Christian was in WWE. Exactly. It was Christian, but that has been Vengeance 2004. I hope you enjoyed. <laughs> I don't know. I hope you enjoyed as always. Michael, let them know where they can find us if they don't already on all forms of social media. So on all forms of social media, be it Twitter, Facebook, anything like that, you know where to find us. It's at RAM Podcast. That is it. And until next time, which will be the saunter to SummerSlam 2004. Are you ready? Are you feeling the heat, Michael? No. no. <laughs> I've been Dave. That's been Big Sexy. Until the saunter. Peace out, people. Ruthless. It's my life, my time, my rights, my rhymes, my grind, my struggle, hustle, sweat, and my blood too. I'm ready to smell fear, and I smell a lot. My competitors flex here. They smoked, I was hot. I want it all. Excess, the sex, much success. Stress up, I want it all, no less. So come on.